Delivering news that's harder than the gym sock underneath your mattress. Didn't think we knew about it, did you? Welcome back to your weekly broke-ass podcast. Now, here's your host. Hi, welcome to the Broke-Ass Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Lowdown Dirty Shane. I want to thank you for joining us this week. Uh, I know we're a little bit flustered. We're not always on time. Don't really have the best of schedules, but I'm working with what I got because, again, this is the Broke-Ass Podcast, and sometimes work just gets in the way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I want to remind you that you can always, if you want to learn anything about me, anything about the Broke Ass Podcast, or any of the other shows that I do, you can always go to LowdownDirtyShane.com. That gives you all the information that you need to know. Excuse me one second. Uh, Sorry, getting old. Nose hairs kind of get out of the way. Makes it itchy. You can go to LowdownDirtyShane.com. That'll give you all the information that you need to know about me and what I do and everything that I do. Uh, You can also go to what you're looking for right here, and that's my drop-down menu. And if you want to go to and see what I'm looking for, your daily fix here, click on that, and that's going to take you to the daily feed, and this will give you access to all the other shows that I do as well, too. See, Raw Background Noise, episode number 49, Grow Up, is right there just waiting for you to listen to, all right? Don't forget also, I do actually design some clothes and some other things. I've got a little bit of everything for you. You can go to lddsdesigns.com, and you can pick out a shirt or some joggers or some leggings or, you know, maybe even get you a weird little mug, you know, one with a giant packer on it. Trust me, I think you just might like it. It's right up your alley. We're going to be talking about a a few things today. We're going to be talking about the protest that's going on outside of not only the justice's house, but looks like there's something going on outside Pelosi's house, too. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about the 2K Donkey movie that came out. Uh, I don't want to really say its exact title because there's been a lot of issues on some censorship and little sensitivity, and all I'm trying to do is report on the news and what's going on. I'm not trying to give too much of anything on either side. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about the 2K Donkey movie. We're going to talk a little bit about the WHO. And for some reason, they're taking a vote on something on March 22nd. Let's look into that and see what's going on. And uh, for whatever reason, Bill Gates is in the news again. Not really sure. Uh, this man can't seem to stay out of the uh, the limelight for some reason. He has to get in front of the spotlight, and we're going to be discussing him again. Not really the greatest of topics. I'm not a huge fan anymore. I used to be a big Bill Gates fan, don't get me wrong, but yeah, not so much anymore. We can get into it. All right. Uh, don't forget, also, you can uh, like and follow whenever you're on YouTube. If you follow me on YouTube, you're welcome to like and follow. If any of the po- podcast providers or whatever, uh, make sure you ring the notification bell if you want to get you know notified whenever new episodes come out. You know, because I'm kind of slow on shit and I'm not always exact with everything. So you know. 
On to the first topic of the day. Well, we already know that there was a major leak that happened uh, from the Supreme Court. It was one of their opinions. It wasn't a verified, or it was verified, but it wasn't a finalized opinion. There were some other things that was going on with it. You know, uh, it, it's the leak in itself as a whole story. That that's a whole other fucking story. There's a major issue. Nobody wants to talk about the fact that the leak actually happened. They want to talk about the fact of the subject of the leak, which was the RV Wade, women's abortion rights, and all this other shit. Now, my personal opinion doesn't mean shit apparently because I don't have a fucking uterus, no uterus, no opinion according to most fucking women, because I shouldn't have the right to say what you can and can't do with your body my only thought process is who's got the right to say what happens to the other body that's inside of you just throwing that one out there all right it's whatever uh but apparently it struck up some peaceful protest outside the supreme court justice homes there was um I think it's an organization or a website called Ruth Sinus. They doxed uh, the home addresses of the conservative justices. And uh, there's now protests that are going on out there. So let's see what MSNBC had to say about it. It says, centrist and conservative commentators are saying that the recent pro-abortion rights protests outside the House of the Conservative Supreme Court Justice have crossed a line. These mobs of harassers who have, been, uh, who have breached the acceptable parameters of protest, critics contend, but such arguments rest in large part on the myth of an uh, apolitical judiciary. Looked at another way, the protests are uh, salutary rather than destructive. What the hell is salutary? I guess that's a word I'm about to look up later. We broke ass. We're not fully educated. Okay. Uh, let's see, where was I at? Destructive, uh, bringing something to bear upon the court, uh, by design and has always been shielded from democratic energy. The leaked draft court opinion that would overturn the RV Wade has sparked protests across the nation. The rage is understandable. Nearly two-thirds of Americans want to keep RV Wade in place, and a majority of the childbearing age in the U.S. live in states where the abortion rights would be imperiled if the draft opinion becomes final. <clears throat> here's the thing folks this is my only thought process uh, you know i understand there's conditions and reasons behind abortions and whatnot and i get it i get it but abortions shouldn't be used as a form of contraceptive or contraceptions or whatever the fuck the word is you shouldn't use abortions instead of condoms, all right? And, and I get it. The pill isn't always 100%, but why isn't... And, and I've seen a lot of things and a lot of this come up. But the one thing that I haven't seen brought up as a possible use is plan B. You do that the very next day, right? It kills all chances. I, I don't fucking know. I mean, I'm sure there's some babies that survive the plan B. Who, who fucking knows? And then maybe that's abortion time, but... Why aren't you exhausting all possible options of uh, not having the child instead of just saying, fuck it, go with it, and, and then I can abort it later? 
it's just a question, you know, <clears throat> just ask. You don't know until you ask, right? On with the story. It says, but demonstrations outside the house of Justice Barrett Kavanaugh and Chief Justice John Roberts in recent days have generated backlash this week from a number of talking heads. Don't picket judges at home. It's wrong, tweeted David Frum, a writer of The Atlantic and the former George W. Bush official. Why is it important that he's a former George W. Bush official? He's a writer for The Atlantic. <clears throat> this is wrong, stupid, potentially dangerous, and politically counterproductive, tweeted Paula Begala, a former Bill Clinton strategist, regarding the video of the protest outside of Kavanaugh's house. Right, so apparently it's across the board. It's it's a non-political issue that both parties are fucking complaining about it. Right, you you don't do this shit outside of people's fucking homes, man. So why did the White House refuse to announce targeting of the Scottish justices? Uh, where are responsible Dems voices condemning this? tweeted Stephen Hayes, editor of the Dispatch, in response to the same video. Uh, from Begala, Hayes and Company, whatever the fuck that is. Begala, Hayes and Company seem to believe the impri... impri imp blah, I can't fucking talk, folks. Impropriety of the protests is self-evident. Protesting outside a justice home is seen as inherently inappropriate because it's seen as a breach of tradition of public difference uh, towards the justices and kind of harassment. And I mean, it, it's very much fucking harassment when you're at somebody's fucking home. I mean, if you're protesting about something, you're going to be in public view, public sites, public areas, just Supreme Court justice. Be right there on the fucking steps protesting at the fucking steps, right? You go to the fucking businesses. You go, go to where people live. That's the sanctity of fucking home. That's your privacy. That's supposed to be your fucking personal space. They're in your fucking personal space, man. The very nature of the of being a Supreme Court justice involves in... I can't fucking read today, man. Uh Insulation from any kind of engagement with regular citizens. These people make uh, enormously influential decisions about the lives and liberty of all Americans, yet they are unelected, appointed based on often arbitrary uh, procedural rules, operate in near total secrecy, and serve for life. Save the extremely unlikely possibility of impeach for misconduct, they face little to, uh, in the way of accountability for their actions. While certainly vexing for officials, it's normal in this day and age for protesters to peacefully question and challenge government officials outside the workplace, including outside their homes in response to a specific policy. Senators such as Joe Manchin engage with these challenges from citizens. They understand this is part of what it means to be involved in crafting policies that reshape the lives of hundreds of millions of people in a democracy. If one does not wish to put up with this kind of pressure, one has the option to not accept a position of extreme power as a public official who makes life and death decisions about other people. Okay, so this is how MSNBC is talking about it. Basically being nonchalant, you know, they can take it or fucking leave it. It doesn't make a fucking difference to them or whatever, right? They don't, 
and we already know MSNBC is quick to put their opinions into a lot of fucking shit. I mean, don't fucking lie. Uh, all of these fucking news fucking places do it. it. You don't even get news anymore without fucking opinions on top of it. I mean, look at Rachel Madcow and all of these other fucking shows. They're all fucking opinion shows, man. And they try to play it off as fucking news. Right? Well, let's take a look and see what MSN wants to say about... Oh, I'm sorry, not MSN. Let's see what Fox News has to say about Nancy Pelosi. Because apparently her house has been targeted by pro-choice protesters demanding the uh, she investigate the Supreme Court justices. Right? I guess we need to... What are we trying to investigate? It says, pro-abortion activists have been protesting at churches at the homes of Supreme Court justices over the potential overturning of Roe v. Wade. Have now target on the agenda. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the left-wing group uh, Ruth Sinus, announced Tuesday that protesters from multiple pro-abortion groups are descending on Pelosi's San Francisco home Tuesday evening to demand that she investigate the corrupt justices and save abortion. Okay, so now these people are not only going to the judges' houses, they're going to her fucking house too, right? Uh, Pro-abortion activists, uh, let's see. We will be marching to the front door of Pelosi's uh, Pack Heights mansion to demand save abortion, uh, defend Roe, and Ruth Sinus tweeted. Uh, the group accused Pelosi of careless and cowardly leadership in the face of Republican Party's scorched earth strategy. This is the monster that they fucking created because they've silently accepted all of these fucking protests and all of these gatherings and all of this bullshit that they're always fucking screaming. It's coming back on them. So, uh, this is on you, fucking Nance. All right, so we have had careless and cowardly representation by Pelosi. The group wrote the GOP followed a scorched earth strategy with endless Benghazi hearings and ACA repeals, but she passed endless bills that lay on Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's desk and refused to hold hearings on Trumpian crimes. Trumpian crimes, that's, that's a new word, Trumpian. I guess I'm going to have to remember that one. Uh, when nauseating Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh was nominated in 2018, Dems knew he was a Bush campaign operative who had perjured himself in previous confirmation hearings. He also uh, a known alcoholic and gambler. Then his serial sexual assaults came to light and he was still seated on SCOTUS. Uh, his serial sexual assaults. I mean, there was a lot of allegations. There's been a lot of allegations across the board. I mean, what about the allegations going against the potato in chief that nobody wants to fucking talk about and that the fucking college or whatever is not releasing any of his fucking information that they have on record, but they're not going to release it because it's not really important for you to know. Sorry, I didn't mean to whisper too much. I know you'll have fucking potato flashbacks from that one. 
Ah, through Herculean efforts of grassroots volunteers, Pelosi was reinstated in 2019, it added. She held zero hearings into Kavanaugh's crimes and perjury. Imagine if she had. Would this creep be on the court daring to overturn Roe? The group's tweet included the flyer of the protests, which called Justice Samuel Alito, Clarence, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, uh, Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and ACB liars. Pelosi's office did not immediately respond to Fox News' digital request for comment. The protest comes amid escalating tensions surrounding the national abortion debate after a leaked draft opinion signaled the high court is poised to overturn Roe v. Wade. Okay, so apparently they're going to be going to her fucking house now, but she's got multiple fucking mansions, so I'm not sure which one she's going to be hiding in. I don't think this is going to be an issue. She's even had one of her mansions fucking uh, vandalized by people and shit, so this is fucking nothing new to her. What's your thoughts on this whole fucking situation? I personally believe that's personal space. You don't go fuck with people's homes and in their front fucking yard. Because you come in my front yard, I'm going to fucking shoot you. That's all there is to it. Uh, well, if, if I had a gun, I would shoot you. <laughs> all right. Um, on to the next topic of the day. Let's talk a little bit about the 2K Donkey film. See... I tried to look up the sales on this thing, right? And and I went to IMDb. IMDb doesn't have anything. I checked out Box Office Mojo, right? Box Office Mojo gets all the fucking reports. Even on independent fucking films, right? Nothing. Nothing to report on this one. And this film has been out since fucking Tuesday. A solid fucking week it's been out. It was on a minimal release. And it sold out just about every one of the fucking showings. In the middle of the week, it was selling out all of its fucking showings that I was fucking looking at, right? It wasn't playing exactly near me, but I was looking at the ticket sales. And it was selling like crazy. And then when you look at this report right here from Yahoo Finances on later that weekend, on the 7th, whenever it released digitally, right? Right. says right here sales of Dinesh uh, D'Souza's new movie on the locals and rumble would place the movie in the estimated box office top 10 for movie released in the past weekend right now this was published on May 9th of 2022 Longboat Key Florida right here PRN Newswire Dinesh D'Souza's new movie 2K Donkeys which launched on Saturday May 7th 2022 grossed more than 1 million dollars in less than 12 hours on the video streaming platform Rumble and its subscription based platform Locals the movie's gross sales on Rumble and Locals which began on Saturday at noon are good enough to put the 2K donkey in the estimated box office top 10 for the weekend of May 6th through May 8th. Mind you, this is the same weekend as the Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness release. So that putting it in the top 10 with them, some of that shit, that's a fucking thing to do right there. The success of the 2K donkey on Rumble is a great sign for creators who do not want to be silenced or censored for their speech, said Dinesh D'Souza. You can find the locals, blah, blah, blah. There's links for the Dinesh locals. You can find the trailer on Rumble right there. 
Uh, I have not seen the feature per se. Now, everything that it's talking about, I kind of already knew, and they're talking about a lot of things, right? Well, apparently, with everything they're, they're talking about, they have to have fact checkers because, of course, you know, fact checkers are a fucking thing right now, right? We can't live without fucking fact checkers. Nobody would know what the fuck to believe in. Jesus Christ. So, this is from the Associated Press, and it's a fact focus gaping holes in the claim of the 2K ballot mule right this is what they say now according to the associated press a film debuting over 270 theaters across the united states this week used a flawed analysis of cell phone location data and ballot drop bo drop box surveillance footage to cast doubts on the results of the 2020 presidential election nearly 18 months after it ended Praised by the former president, Donald Trump, as exposing great election fraud, the movie called 2K Donkeys paints an ominous picture, ominous picture suggesting Democrat alleged ballot mules were supposedly paid to illegally collect and drop off ballots in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. But... That's based on faulty assumptions, anonymous accounts, and improper analysis of cell phone location data, which is not precise enough to confirm that somebody deposited a ballot into a drop box, according to experts. The movie was produced by conservative filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza and uses research from Texas-based nonprofit True the Vote, which has spent months lobbying states to use its findings to change voting laws. Neither responded to a request or comment. Okay. Before we get into whatever their facts are, right? Because they've got a breakdown of some of these facts, and we can go through some of these facts if you want to. I'll go through some of them just piece by piece. But just from the top of it, right now, from what they're telling me, they're telling me that this fucking cell phone ping data that was fucking used, the geo-tracking, is not fucking exact. Well, apparently it is fucking exact because the CDC was using it to see if we were fucking separating six feet apart and it's used on criminal investigations on a regular fucking basis to find the fucking bad guy dude they can track you fucking down and there's over four million uh minutes of footage that they requested through freedom of information act or something like that and they got the footage from the fucking surveillance cameras from the fucking drop boxes and matched up the fucking cameras and the fucking time frames on the cameras with the fucking cell phone pings and matched everything fucking up and that was verified on just the fucking trailer that i saw so i haven't even seen the fucking movie I don't even know how detailed it goes. But let's see what Associated Press has to say about this shit. It says, here's a closer look at the facts. Claim at least 2,000 donkeys were paid to illegally collect ballots and deliver them to drop boxes in key swing states ahead of the 2020 presidential election. All right, so here's the facts according to Associated Press. The facts, true the vote didn't prove this. The finding is based on false assumptions about the precision of the cell phone tracking data and the reasons that someone might drop off multiple ballots according to expert. Ballot harvesting is a 
pejorative term for dropping off completed ballots for people beside yourself. The practice is legal in several states, but largely illegal in the states True, the vote focused on, with some exceptions for family household members and people with disabilities. True, the vote has said it found some 2,000 ballot harvesters by purchasing $2 million worth of uh, anonymized cell phone geolocation data the pings that track persons location based on the app activity and various swing ca- uh, counties across five states then by drawing a virtual boundary around the country uh, the county's ballot drop boxes and various unnamed nonprofits that identified cell phones that repeatedly went near both ahead of the 2020 election if a cell phone went near a Dropbox more than ten min, uh, more than ten times, and a nonprofit more than five times from October first to eleven uh, to election day, True the Vote assumed its owner was a mule. Its name for the someone engaged in an illegal ballot uh, collection scheme in cahoots with a nonprofit. The group claims a paid ballot harvesting scheme are supported in the film by one of the unidentified whistleblowers said to be from San Luis, Arizona, who said she saw people picking up what assumed to be payments from ballot collections. The film contains no evidence of such payments in other states in 2020. Well, the film doesn't show anything about the payments, but I have seen the video footage. They have video footage of one person hitting multiple drop boxes with multiple ballots every damn time they haven't shown anything they sit there and they tell you that one person can go and drop off multiple ballots like if i'm coming from a family of five and we're all at home with covid right because we're all afraid to stand in line and stuff and i'm going to come in with five ballots and i'm going to go to one drop box for that five ballots if that drop box happens to be by my post office then sure you're going to see me going by that post office every now and then and stuff like that but you're only going to have me on video going to one ballot box one drop box one time with multiple ballots you're not going to have me going to that ballot box or that drop box multiple times with multiple ballots on multiple days and you're not going to have me going to other ballot boxes and drop boxes and dropping off multiple ballots on multiple days and multiple fucking times but they have this but let's listen to what associated press has to say and i know this again just from the fucking trailer i saw the video evidence on the fucking trailer but you know, I don't know anything. Let's see. It says plus experts say cell phone location data, even at its most advanced, can only reliably track a smartphone within a few meters, not close enough to know whether someone can actually drop off a ballot or just walked or drove nearby. Again, we're lining up cell phone time frames, pings with data on the camera and the time frames on the camera. But, you know. You can use cellular evidence to say this person was in the area, but to say whether they were at the ballot box, you're stretching it a lot. Uh, see, there's always pretty healthy amount of uncertainty that comes with this. And uh, dude, I just, I, oh, my goodness, I, I can't. 
Let's see. Let's go into the next claim. Uh, in Philadelphia alone, true, the vote identified 1,155 mules who illegally collected and dropped off ballots for money. The facts. No, it didn't. The group hasn't offered any evidence of any sort of paid ballot harvesting scheme in Philadelphia. And true, the vote did not get surveillance footage of drop boxes in Philadelphia, so the group based its claim solely on cell phone location data research. Greg Phillips in March and testimony to Pennsylvania State Senators. Uh, oh my God! I I can't I can't read this anymore. I just I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. Let's see what Washington fucking uh, Times has to say about this whole fucking thing. Because uh, I pulled up, there was something that they had up a well too, right? So Associated Press, they're trying to tell it apart. They're not giving anything valid. They're just saying it's a lie and they can't prove it. They didn't prove anything without actually showing any verified evidence of what they did or did not prove. And they're trying to say that all they have is a testimony and they rebuke that with another testimony. It, it's it's whatever. It makes no damn sense. But you know what? It, let's, let's go on. So let's say 2K Donkeys is based on hard facts. This is what the Washington Times says. The opinion. I recently watched the 2K Donkeys, and at the very least, the movie makes a compelling case using what appears to be incontrovertible evidence. Incontrovertible, damn if I could talk, I swear today. Incontrovertible evidence that not only was there massive ballot stuffing fraud in key swing states, but that the fraud literally stole the election from former President Donald Trump and gave it to President Biden. The 2K donkeys base its conclusion primarily upon using cell phone tracking data by carriers and surveillance video of ballot drop boxes provided by multiple state governments. The only way to dismiss the film's conclusion that Mr. Biden's victory derived from the massive ballot stuffing is to show that the data used to track the cell phones was corrupt. The analysis of the data was flawed or the videos received from the receptive uh, governments were doctored. No one has established any such impriorities, yet the mainstream media's knee-jerk reaction is to reject the film and its conclusions and offer absurd suggestions to explain how the data and the video evidence is false. It has been suggested that the people in the video are election workers retrieving ballots from the boxes or that the cell phone data is of taxi drivers who happen to pass the ballot boxes. All one must do to reject such nonsense is watch the film. In a perfect journalistic world populated by real journalists, this film would indicate a large amount of smoke worthy of investigation. But again, the same superpartisan leftist media is making zero effort to get the truth. I challenge any Democrat, Trump hater, and never Trumper to watch the film and see whether their rock solid belief in their honesty of Mr. Biden's election remains so afterwards. All right, and that's pretty much, uh, I would agree with that one. It's straight to the point on this one. Uh, it says what the movie said it was doing and, and whatnot. If you don't believe what the hell is going on, watch the damn movie. Watch the fucking movie, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. I haven't seen the movie, but I already know what it says, and I already know what happens, and I'm already living in the fucking outcome, unfortunately. 
All right. But I need other people to watch the fucking movie because there's a lot of people out there that just won't believe anything until you put it in front of them. And you can believe this shit is doctored and you can believe it's fucking fake or whatever like that. I, I, I give a shit, man. But watch the fucking movie. Give it a fucking chance. 2K donkeys, man. Look it up on a rumble and shit. They'll get you going in the right direction. Okay, so on to the next fucking topic of the day. Let's talk a little bit about the WHO. That would not be the who or the guess who from the old music bands. It's more along the lines of the World Health Organization. See, apparently the World Health Organization is going to be taking a vote on March 22nd. Now, I tried to look this up, and all I could find was a lot of independent journalists and other people talking about it, and the World Health Organization had a little bit on it, but not really much of anything, and they were talking in circles, and it was kind of hard to understand. So let's put, this is about the best one that I found. This is from USSA News. All right, this is Patriots pushback. So apparently you can tell it is already a right-leaning paper, but let's not disregard it just in case. Let's take a look and see what it has to say. Uh, now, mind you, this is going to be opinionated, and, and I'm sure of that. Uh, let's see, who is preparing? Uh, the WHO is preparing a vote to strip the U.S. and 194 nations of its sovereignty. This is actually really happening. This is something that's going on right now. This was posted on the 29th of April, all right? by constitutional nobody says on may 22nd the world health organization will vote on whether or not to strip 194 countries including the united states of their sovereignty as part of the world economic forum's great reset goal the who is aiming to alter a treaty that would give them global control over human health the who world health assembly uh, we'll vote on the issue from May 22nd to the 28th. In a new video, the Pulse's Mo, uh, Joe Martino interviews Sh Shabnan Palisa Mohammed, a member of the steering committee of the World Council for Health, who points out that the treaty gives the WHO, quote, an, an inordinate amount of power to make decisions in sovereign countries as to how the people live and how they deal with pandemics from lockdowns to mandates over treatment in an open letter on the who's pandemic treaty the world council for health writes in part quote the proposed who agreement is unnecessary and is a threat to sovereignty and inalienable rights it increases the WHO uh, suffocating power to declare unjustified pandemics, impose dehuman, uh, dehumanizing lockdowns, and enforce expensive, unsafe, and ineffective treatments against the will of the people. It's the usual Marxist one-size-fits-all approach. Everyone will be on the same page and science will cater to the global political whims. According to this, it will cost millions of dollars and more money will be laundered by them. Their pockets, the WHO, appears to want a treaty and push. It's an un undemocratic, it's unconstitutional. All right, so basically what the WHO is trying to do, they're going to be going over a vote, and if there's a pandemic, they want to be able to have full control over the pandemic and full control over the sovereignty of the 194 fucking nations. 
they want to say this is how you do it and they want to have the control over it and uh, i don't <laughs> i don't see that as a good thing no what they can vote on this fucking shit if they want to man but what's going to come of it i have no idea if potato man chief gives them our fucking sovereignty i think there's going to be a little bit of a fucking uh revolt from that one i don't think the people are going to stand up for that they might actually go to the streets so just to give you a fair warning for everything that's fucking going on um yeah just keep your eyes open keep your ears low to the fucking ground and just keep fucking listening because that shit's no fucking bueno i'm telling you right now and then last but not least i'm going to go to the gateway pundit this is one of my little favorite sites uh, i like to go to and check up on a couple of things because i get fun little stuff Oh, excuse me. Ooh. I get fun little stories like this. Uh, vaxxed and boosted Bill Gates test positive for COVID. Previously claimed COVID vaccines would stop transmission. You see, the gateway pundit is kind of like that fucking wife. It doesn't really forget a whole lot of things. And if you're on the fucking left and you fucking, you know, speak over yourself, trip over your own fucking toes or just happen to catch your foot in your mouth, they're going to fucking be the ones to remind you about it really fucking quick. All right. Now, here's my question. Out of everything that's fucking COVID, why is the fucking computer guy getting involved? in fucking medical science man it doesn't have to deal with a mouse it doesn't have to deal with a stolen operating system so what the fuck is he getting involved with i mean i don't know why this guy is constantly involved with fucking viral technology and immunization technology and everything else he needs to stay the fuck away from this shit but let's see what the Gateway Pundit had to say about Bill Gates. This is Microsoft co-founder and global vaccine proponent Bill Gates announced Tuesday that he has tested positive for COVID and is experiencing mild symptoms despite being vaxxed and boosted. The 66-year-old Gates made the announcement via a Twitter thread. I guess because that's the way to talk to everybody now, right? Twitter is the soapbox, man. It's the fucking town hall for the world, right? That's the only way to fucking communicate with the world if you're important. I'm on Twitter and I'm thick, okay? Don't don't tweet to me because I'm contagious, okay? Just stop it, stop it. All right, so yeah, because that makes perfect fucking sense. He got vaxxed and boosted, and so now because he got vaxxed and boosted, he only has mild symptoms. Never mind the fact that everybody else, that some people caught them with no symptoms. But here's the question is, why are you still getting it? I don't know. Just a question. You tell me. On with the story. It says, quote, I've tested positive for COVID. I'm experiencing mild symptoms, and I am following the expert's advice by isolating until I'm healthy again. I'm fortunate to be vaccinated and boosted and have access to testings and great medical care. The Gates Foundation is coming together today for the first time in two years, and I am lucky to be on teams to see everyone and thank them for their hard work. We will continue working with partners and do all we can to ensure none of us have to deal with a pandemic again. And we're, we, we, what do you mean pandemic again? We we're not done with the fucking first one. How can we have a second one when we can't even fucking finish the first one? You're getting... 
I think I did the quotes with too manly of a voice. I got to give him more of a feminine voice. I've tested positive for COVID and I'm experiencing mild symptoms and following the expert's advice of isolating my healthy again. No, no, I don't know about that one. I don't know. Either way, he's a fucking idiot, man. And, you know, Gates, one of the experts who made several claims about COVID experimental vaccines. They said the vaccine would stop the transmission. They said the vaccine could quit wearing masks. They said the vaccinated could not get sick. And they said the vaccinated would not going to die. Well, the vaccines killed them. I'm just saying. Two and two, man. And don't make fucking five. I don't give a shit what you're saying. You know? According to Howard Griffiths, a key goal of the COVID vaccine is to stop transmission. That is, to stop transmission. Well, that's gone well. Bill Gates has allegedly just caught COVID. Have you missed the sold PPI? Have you been missold PPI? Have you been missold the vaccine? So, yeah, that's the, you know... I don't get it, folks. I don't get it. You know, last I saw a vaccine was supposed to stop things. It's not supposed to hesitate things or whatever. You know, this is the only time. And this is why I don't get the fucking flu shot every year. I don't get the fucking flu shot because it's going to give you the fucking flu. And there's a chance you could still catch the fucking flu. So why the fuck am I getting a flu shot? It makes no fucking difference. If I'm going to get the flu, then I'm going to get the flu. You know how often I get the flu? Rare. Fucking rare. You know what I do get every year? I get a fucking cold. I get a sore throat. I get the fucking sniff. I get a fucking cough and then it goes away after a couple of days. Jesus Christ. You know what that's called? That's called vitamin deficiency because I haven't properly taken care of my fucking body is what the fuck that's called. But that's just my personal opinion. I'm just a broke fucking Joe Schmo nobody. You know. All right. Either way, that's the show. Thank you for watching or listening or however the fuck you're actually getting this information brought to you. And just the fact that you're getting it to you. Mm, thank you. I do want to thank you for listening. And I do want to thank you for watching. Also, remind you, go to LowdownDirtyShane.com. That's right. Go to LowdownDirtyShane.com. Get the info of everything that you need to know. Uh, and if you want to buy any of my clothes, anything that I design, because I put my little touch in everything that I do, uh, go to LDDSDesigns.com. That is designs with an S, plural. LDDSDesigns.com. And if you're not sure how to get to that, you can always go back to LowDownDirtyShane.com. There's a link for everything there. I promise you. Don't forget, if you want to keep watching and keep listening, don't forget to like and follow and hit that notification if you want to get notified whenever the new episodes comes out because you already know sometimes they're a little bit random. I'm not really the most organized here. I'm about as organized as your fucking uncle's backyard. I promise you. But other than that, that's our show. See you next time. This has been a Lowdown Dirty Shane's production. Just jokes, folks!